0: Hello, Internet. I'm Ewan Spence. I'm Felix Bergson. And this is a cat over... A cat? It's a chat over coffee. All the (laughs) way from Iceland. Yes, all right. A, a, a cat from Iceland. How many cats are there in Iceland, Felix? Well, there's there's
1: quite a few. Okay,
0: Felix, uh, Head of Delegation for Iceland. Various other roles in the Eurovision Song Contest as well. But let's start with the biggest, most important question of all. Yeah. Netflix based their Eurovision movie in Iceland. If mm-hmm. money had been no object, who would you have wanted to play you in the Netflix movie?
1: <laughs> That's a big question. You my McGregor. I would have been very happy with you and McGregor doing it.
0: I wouldn't because then I would have got all the tweets because everybody tweets at you and McGregor and I get them all instead of him, which has led exactly. like to some very interesting DMs I tell you. <laughs> right. Okay, let's talk before I talk Eurovision, you've got to, I want to go for your background. Obviously you've been with the Icelandic broadcaster RUV for many many years. But if we go back far enough there's a little bit of theatre as well with you.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I am an actor originally and uh, and a singer. I was a pop star in Iceland in the '80s, but um, uh, yeah, then I went to Scotland. I was I studied in Edinburgh in Queen Margaret University College in Edinburgh, uh, many years ago, uh, drama. So I am an actor uh, at heart, and that's really where my where my uh, passion was to begin with. But then I started moving slowly into media, and I started moving uh, you know started making television, started making radio and um i've been i'm still freelance but i work quite a lot for ruv these days but i'm still performing and i'm still singing and i'm still doing you know this these things that i like to do but uh, there's less time to do these nowadays
0: i suppose with 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 everything in the arts but especially theatre the last 2 3 years have been quite challenging
1: yeah i mean for everybody it has been but that, that, that's been i've been very lucky to have my have my stunts uh, after RUV, I have a weekly radio program on Saturday mornings, and uh, then I do my um, annual uh, TV shows, for example, one about all the songs in Eurovision, and then I I, I kept the post as uh, head of delegation for Iceland. So uh, things have been okay for me, but it's been very tough for many of my colleagues.
0: Iceland is still one of the broadcasters. I mean, I love that. Iceland is still one of the broadcasters. RUV in Iceland is still one of the broadcasters that does do a full preview show on broadcast television rather than everything up on a, on a YouTube portal and just leave it at that. How important yeah. is that to the Icelandic audience?
1: It's very important, actually, and it's a hugely popular show here. People really like it. I mean, we try to make it humorous and fun, and, you know, there's a lot of banter and, you know... I don't, I don't judge the songs myself. I try to avoid that, of course, being in my position, but my, my, <laughs> my colleagues that come on the show are, are very willing to, to, to judge and to, to, to have a, a big opinions on it. No, but people really like it and it really helps us a lot to keep the popularity of Eurovision in Iceland. Because I've always said that it's so important that you not only promote your own song, but you also try to promote the others. Because if that, if you manage to do that, if you manage to get an airplay for for some of the songs in the competition before the competition or the contest, then uh, you you have guaranteed the success. Because then people will tune in, they will know the songs a little bit, and uh, they they will be uh, more uh, involved in it somehow. So I think it's very very important.
0: What does success at Eurovision look like for RUV then? Uh,
1: everything under. Uh, under sixty percent uh, viewing would be uh, a disaster, I would say. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's been—it it's, is a very, very popular event here, and it's a—it's a big party night and it's a family event in Iceland. It's a very important family event. Uh, parents sit down with their kids. The kids love Eurovision, and uh, so it's a—it's a big family gathering. I mean, the time zone
0: helps there, doesn't it? Because Eurovision yeah. locally is much earlier in in the Saturday evening shows than yeah, we start pretty much every other
1: country. There is a the zone contest. Yeah, we start at seven o'clock, seven o'clock in Iceland, so that's a very good time to start, and uh, it means that the kids can be uh, watching it all, even the fi- the grand final. So it's 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 great, and it's really you know, it's a it's a. It's also, I've been, people come together, friends come together, it's barbecue, and there are big parties, and uh, there's arguments, of course, if people should watch it or just have it playing in the background, but uh, many are very serious about it, and they just want to watch, they want to hear their Eurovision, and they want to, you know, they want to mark their songs, and uh, they want to have their opinion on it. So it's, it's, and they, you know, and people, people make little games about, you know, uh, when the the host says some kind of a word or something, then they drink or something like that. So it's kind of, you know, so it's a, a lot of fun that is uh, involved in it. Um, in terms of the competition, I think, I mean, all the contests, I mean, our, our main goal is always to get into the grand final. And that, that's really what we always aim for. That's the first step. And that's really what we, we want to, we want to give people the party of having Iceland in the grand final and um, so that's always the first aim our first and foremost the, yeah the, the first thing that we try to to to, to make happen uh, it doesn't happen every every year but we've been quite successful in it when you're a, for, with the broadcasters
0: hat on when ruv or really any of the small broadcasters but you can speak to ruv when mm-hmm. they don't make it to saturday night does that sort of deflate the entertainment and the expectation around this on contest what, what's the difference in Iceland between having Iceland on the Saturday night and not having Iceland on the Saturday night?
1: well I mean uh, yeah I mean it is it is more exciting for the nation to have Iceland in the in the in the final I mean that's no question about that I mean that's the reason that uh, we have the big five because we want that viewing the viewing would go down if, if the UK was not in the final definitely but uh, and uh, you know the viewing in the UK would go down if the UK wasn't in the final but uh, and and it's definitely the same in Iceland still we have had really good ratings all the same even though Iceland has not been in the final but there is much more fun it's much more fun to watch if we if we feel that we have a, a standard chance to to play with the big boys and um, yeah so it is it is important but of course we understand that it is it is very tough to get into the final of Eurovision I'm you know, interested yeah. how you called
0: them the big boys do you feel there is there's more than just that sort of big five get to saturday night separation
1: well i mean we are a small nation i mean we are a nation of three hundred thirty thousand people so we are uh, basically we 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 always we're always kicking above our our weight but it's hard you know you know just making it in the to the to the european finals in in Football, a few years back, was a huge thing for Iceland. I mean, that happens very rarely. I mean, because we are just so small. So, uh, Eurovision is a place where we are always competing every year. And sometimes we are competing for the for the big prize, like last year with, with Dadi Freyr. So we are uh, we we really want to to take it all the way and, and 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 it's a big thing. It's a really big thing here in Iceland. So as head
0: of de- delegation, you you are the sort of de facto team team Iceland manager there. Yes. So you know the last couple of years, you've, Iceland has went in with entries that have been regarded, especially by the community, as incredibly strong entries. Daffy Freyr, Hattari going through, mm-hmm. and then there have been years before that where the entries haven't been at the lead or, you know, they've not been front and center in the sort of media push. Yeah. How do you deal with that as a manager?
1: We try to review it and we try to change before the next year. I mean, we always do the, 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 we always do the selection here. We do a pre-selection that is, is uh, basically the nation decides at the end, but it's up to us to find the good value songs. I mean, proper, uh, proper stuff to compete and uh, so we have changed the rules a few times to 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 bring more the Icelandic music business into it. And uh, I think the changes we did after 2018 were very important. Then we started inviting special songwriters to come in and and write for us, and uh, not only taking songs that were sent to us. Also, we were it was it was active and counteractive. So it was. Um, and that was that made a great change. And then we're always constantly working on Songbook Kepnin, our pre-selection show, trying to make it better, trying to to up the standard. Uh, and uh, I think we've done well. It's been to, we we've been doing quite well in recent years in that. But we, it it needs constant reviewing, of course.
0: Are, are the viewing figures for Songva Kepnin and Eurovision are they about the same? Is everybody is excited for both?
1: Yes, I think I think though that Eurovision gets a little bit bigger, bigger viewing. Well, but yeah, there's the nine artists that didn't make it. They'll be able to watch Eurovision as well. Uh, <laughs> exactly, that's probably we've got the another night, yay! That's probably the reason. Yes, and there are there are these two thousand in the hall that are now watching television. So that makes all the difference. No, I think it's a little bit, but still, Kevin is hugely popular. It's a huge TV event here, very very popular, and uh, we are very proud of it. I mean, we've we've made it bigger and bigger. Uh, every year, and I think what we did this year, since we went into a, a TV studio, or no, a, a film studio uh, that had nothing inside when we started, it proved to me that one day we can actually do the big thing. We can do Eurovision one day. I mean, uh, I was very proud of the team how they how they managed to pull it off. It was a great it was a great uh, TV event. What about the impact for the artists? How important is appearing in Song for
0: Kepnin to the career, given Iceland given Iceland is such a, you know, you're 300,000 plus yeah. in terms of population. Yeah. How, you know, it, it feels small. You, you compare that to something like Melody Festival in Sweden, which has got millions and millions of population, mm-hmm. and an appearance in Melody Festival can make the career. Does yes. Song for Kepnin have that same power
1: in the Icelandic music scene? Oh, definitely. But, I mean we We have, from beginning uh, made it very clear that we want to work with the Icelandic music business. And that's one of the reasons that we sometimes don't uh, success ha, uh, succeed to the to the final because we we are not going to take just any good pop song that is sent to us. It has to be written by somebody who's working in the Icelandic music business. So it's very clear that RUV is spending a lot of money on the on the contest, so spending a lot of money on the production of it all. And we want that money to be spent in Iceland, on Icelandic, you know, or or people working in the Icelandic music business. And that has been very, that has been a a, a basic line all the way through since 1986,
0: which is of course when
1: Iceland debuted at Eurovision. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The, the songs have become very, very popular. I mean, the songs are very popular in Iceland. Many of the songs are very, very popular. Many of the, and many artists have been have been uh, discovered through sjónkvæði. And uh, so we are very proud of that. Uh, it is a bit different here from uh, from Sweden. I mean, in Melody Festival, they get the same artists coming back again and again and again because they know how much pulling power it has. We are not getting that so much here in Iceland in the same way. I would like it, but it's not happening. So uh, we always have to discover new people and find uh, some established artists that are ready to take part this year or that year and uh, so for example this year i mean the, the the band that we are sending this time around sister and the songwriter leilo or lovisa um, they are all very seasoned artists on the icelandic music scene so they uh, so we are very proud to get them to to partake in the in the in the contest and uh, to pull them in, but basically, uh, it's just so important for us to to work with the music scene, to work with the music business, and um, I really feel that we are that that, that is happening. And I mean, after Tade Freyr and after Hatari, people are seeing how much, how many, and how, how the possibilities are there to to grab the attention of the world. Um, and we don't have that many windows. To to get the, those kind of opportunities, so I think uh, people are realizing that this is this is something they like to do.
0: So in terms of sister, do they, do they then see Eurovision as the chance to break out
1: internationally? Yeah, well, I mean, I I I, I think they are thinking those terms, the lines now. They were very, they are very humble, and they just basically loved the song, and that's the reason they're taking part. You know, they just loved the song. When Lovisa came to them and, and uh, well, her artist name is Leilo. Uh, she is a singer and songwriter herself. And, uh, but she didn't want to sing it herself. But she had this song and she approached the, the, the sisters. And, I mean, the only reason they are taking part is because they loved the song. They absolutely loved it. So that's the reason they wanted to do it. Uh, but now all the other opportunities are coming with it. And it's going to be very interesting to see how they, how they play their cards.
0: Obviously, most people listening to this podcast will go, oh, Eurovision is the biggest opportunity. There is. Wow. But there are other ways to win Eurovision than coming first.
1: Now, that's very true. That's very, very true. And we have often seen that, you know, people becoming big without winning. So what would
0: SISTER, have they talked about what, how they would measure a successful Eurovision with
1: not really. I mean, that's that's something that they just work with their management. We want them to have a good and positive experience. We want them to enjoy the ride. We want them to get to know uh, other artists and other uh, producers and, and people all over Europe, for them to to have something to build on. So I think that's where we measure the success on how they how they manage to to uh, connect and uh, uh, and. Uh, uh, yeah and 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 built up their, their 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 contacts basically eurovision is a tv show first and foremost mm-hmm. so the staging mm-hmm. is for
0: television at home even though it's in a big arena and everything and mm-hmm. you know tv is a broadcast thing and then you have the record label and the management and the artist so when it comes to things like staging and camera work and how it all looks on stage how much give and take is there between what you need for television and what the artist and management needs?
1: Uh, well, it's it's 100 television. I mean, we are staging it. We stage it. RUV stages it, and we, the, you know, the, and and uh, we we are basically taking part in Eurovision, but uh, they are our representatives. So uh, it's, it's 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 all worked uh, by us. But we of course we we pull in people to help, and we get uh, artists to come and and help us with that. And uh, I think one of the reasons that beat this Jew uh, with uh, Daughters of Reykjavik in the, the final of Sönkwekemin of, of, uh, was that the staging was so, uh, was so uh, professional and, and good. And this is what, what the, where, I, where I hold my hopes for uh, making it into the final, that when people actually see them on stage, on TV, singing this beautiful song, something will happen. And people will realize that this is really professional, really well done. You know, it's kind of the common limits kind of effect a little bit that I'm I'm looking at this time around. And I think it's a really well, I think it's really well staged by our people, our producer and our people here at RUV. I
0: one of the things I I find it, curious. Let's go with curious about national yeah. finals. Is like if you were a football manager, if you were the Icelandic football team, like the manager could choose which players. Um, but the broadcaster kind of goes to the public. No, you choose for us. It's just like there you go, and it's like, okay, this is this is the hand I've been. What is it like when you watch the national final, and and you know,
1: yeah, I I'm going to carry on the journey with the winner. I think it's great. I mean, I'm I'm the I'm a servant of the people in that sense. I mean, that's my job. I mean, I work for the the, the public broadcaster. And when we have, when the rules are that the the nation decides, you know, of course I will will, will carry on with what they decide. And I, I'm very, very, I'm I'm always very happy with their choice. I just, you know, I just take it, and I'm happy with it, and and, and uh, we work with it, no question about it. And I don't really allow myself to to have any doubts or put, you know, any any other thoughts into it. Um, but, uh, and I think that the nation has been pretty good in, in, in deciding what they want. And I, I and we also think, I mean, they are the owners of this public broadcaster. They are the people who pay and then they should be the people who decides and, and who, who is going to be, who's going to be the representative. I think it's democratic and it's good.
0: And. It's fun. Right, okay, we should have a national final to choose the head of delegation then next year, yes? <laughs> All <laughs> yes. the artists get to because well, totally, we'll choose his in totally charge. I'm totally against that, I'm totally
1: against that, you know. <laughs> uh, you still love Eurovision though, don't you? I do. I, I love it very much and uh, I, fell, I fell in love in 2011 when I went there for the first time with uh, Friends of Shonny. In Düsseldorf, in Dusseldorf in two thousand and eleven, that was my first one, and it was a it was a total coincidence that I uh, that I ended up being a PR manager for that group. And uh, two years later, I was uh, I was recruited as a as a commentator, and from there on, I've always been working on. And I, I I really love the contest, and I really love the com- the, the the whole concept of Eurovision. And it, because it unites so many things that I'm interested in, I'm interested in making television. And this is the biggest TV show in the world, the t- biggest TV show that you can possibly, you know, c- uh, take part in making. Uh, I love the music. I love the artistry. I love uh, drama and staging. I really love. And then I love the uh, the, the whole uh, idea of togetherness and unity and, uh, and a, a European kind of vision of uh, unity. I really like that. And I um, and I will defend it uh, fiercely. I mean, you've talked there a couple of times
0: about public service, public service broadcasting. And part of that is in the fabric of Eurovision to let everybody experience other cultures and, and, and other countries and let that feed back into Iceland as well. How important is the song contest in that whole sort of global
1: get on with each other? I think it's very important, and I think it's more important than we realized. Uh, I think we are seeing it now that it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's really being taken into the political sphere. You know, people are really um, uh, looking at Eurovision. I mean, I think, I think, for example, this year with Russia, I think it was a bigger shock to them than I realized. When they were when they were uh, when they were uh, disqualified or or, or 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 asked not to take part, uh, it is it is important to these nations, and we often talk about. Uh, my husband is a, is a political scientist, and he often talks about the soft power of Eurovision. Eurovision is kind of a soft power in international relations. Like Sweden uses it as a soft power to to kind of make themselves uh, a stronger player on the international uh, scene somehow, and they do that through Eurovision, and you can see it with many of the Eastern European countries as well, Azerbaijan or Armenia. They really, you know, they really take the the, um, the they they really take this and use this as a as something that they can, you know, that 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 makes them. That puts them in the international eye, and uh, but it 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 yeah it is it is very important. It is very important that we we try to continue the, the non-political nature of it. That we try to make a po- uh, a place where we can all come together and sing together, and we're not fighting at the same time, that we can put the politics aside. It is hard of course but I think it's very very important that we we really fight to keep this going and remember why we started Eurovision in 1956 at the end of the the the, the most horrible wars that that the world had ever seen. It's
0: bright shining light that shines in every single country and all around the world is our song exactly. contest. It allows connections like this. Uh and it allows Hopefully. connections at individual levels, even for people who are just watching it in May. The 30 or 40% share that most countries get at the 98 share or 99% <laughs> share if it's a good year. Over in Iceland, it's our little precious thing that we give to everybody, isn't it?
1: Yes, of course. I mean, yeah, it is it is important. And you and, and now you see it happening all over. I mean, you see the popularity in South America, you see the popularity. I mean, it's, it's, it's growing everywhere. And um, there's something about it that is that rings so true, and we need to keep that sparkle alive. That,
0: that, that's what we try to do here. That's what everybody tries to do in the community, in the, the EBU, the broadcasters, all of that around. Yep. We'll keep doing our little tiny feeding the spark of fuel of song, music, discussion, content, podcasts, and everything else. www.eseinsight.com, um, r u v i s for everybody yes. with your delegation there. Exactly. And, and there we go. You find all the details in Iceland there, all our podcasts and everything else back at our website. And of course, the wider community, you just hit your revision in a search box and you'll find something. <laughs> Felix, <laughs> thanks very much for your time.
1: Thank you. You're nice to meet and you. And now we take us to the end of the show. Felix, you can do this in the traditional way. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was fantastic. Take it away, you are now. <laughs>
0: This ESC Insight chat over coffee was with Ewan Spence and Felix Bergson. Find out more at www.escinsight, www.ruv.is and support us at patreon.com slash ESC Insight. Ah, stumbled at the start and the end. This is, this is not good.